Score at the end of two periods of play here at J. Tom Lawler Arena is Merrimack 4, Mercyhurst 1, Mike Macknick with John Leahy. The second intermission tonight is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon joins us from the Mac Report here in the second intermission. We want to focus on uh, kind of uh, talking a little more about the changes and officiating this year since it's come up a lot. But Mike, first of all, late in that period there, uh, drew a penalty. Brett Cini going to the net. Uh, looked like he may have gotten knocked into the post there. Uh, came off quickly. Uh, went right off to the locker room. We haven't seen it since. I've not seen him since then. Didn't look good. What uh, what, were, what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it didn't look good. Uh, you know, he's a guy you don't want to lose, obviously. And we'll see. I mean, I, I wasn't surprised. Even if he's okay, you know, it was so late in the period, he's not going to go back for the second period. So we, we might get an indication if he's back on the bench for the third. But even so, even if he's okay and he's just bruised and it's, and it's you know just a little painful right now and, he, and he's all right structurally, there's no broken bones or anything, if you're up 4-1 to one heading into the third period, there might be something said for just letting him take the rest of the night off and, and trying to feel better for tomorrow when you get an important league game. So uh, we could see him here in the third. I don't think it's necessarily an indication that it's really bad if he doesn't play in the third, but uh, it certainly could be because it didn't look good. Big game with Providence Hockey East play. Back to Hockey East play tomorrow on tap down at Schneider Arena, a team that shut Merrimack out three of the four times they played last year and won all four of the meetings. Some of the other guys banged up. Aaron Titcom, Ludwig Larson, uh, Colin Delia, Chris LeBlanc. Uh, you know, thoughts on uh, status, any of those, and anything you're, you're hearing, any of them that might be available for tomorrow night? Yeah, I don't think Larson's going to be available. Uh, you know, much, I don't think Delia will be available either. I would assume most of the guys, I mean, if you're not going to play on Friday, if you're not available Friday, you're probably not available Saturday. Uh, I think there's a chance we may see uh, Chris LeBlanc tomorrow. It sounded like that he might be able to go for one game. You know, he might get him for one game over the weekend. And tomorrow's probably the more important one. I mean, you got a game tomorrow night against an opponent that isn't playing tonight. So you're going to go in and play a, a fresh team tomorrow night. It'd be nice to have some fresh bodies, bodies to put in there. Uh, and, and they should have some. I mean, they got some guys that, that were not many healthy scratches. Most of their scratches are banged up in some way, shape, or form. But they've got some healthy bodies they can put in there tomorrow. All right, well, let's shift gears then and talk about officiating. I mean, we're more than a quarter of the way through the season now, and, you know, no let-up, at least at this point, seeing, uh, you know, the, the emphasis uh, handed down before the season, I guess, by the NCAA Ice Hockey Rules Committee to try to crack down on, uh, you know, we've seen this before, I guess, uh, what our te- you know, team to be, uh, you know, term to be obstruction-type penalties, uh, you know, the type of very incidental sort of contact that nonetheless may obstruct or hold up a play and things like that. Um, you know, can you add to that in any way? You know, as we try to explain to folks, why are we seeing so many more penalties this season? I don't know necessarily why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why this was a point of emphasis. Basically, what they're doing is they, they did in 2004. They initially went with an emphasis to try to cut down on the hooking and the holding and the obstruction calls, like you said, interference. Uh, and then they actually had a media conference call two weeks ago to sort of explain. But I think the NCAA supervisor of officials and uh, somebody from the rules committee just to sort of explain why they're doing it and the explanation was you know over the last three or four years five years there's been a real crackdown on contact the head penalties trying to player safety which obviously is very important uh, but they felt that in that within that crackdown they let some of the obstruction penalties get back into their game a little bit they wanted to take it out get rid of it 
you know, I don't know necessarily who asked for it. That, that's my big thing. And, and we've had conversations about this too. You know, who who said that we needed to clean this up? You know, who was so against it? Because most coaches you talk to are not in favor of this at all. You know, they say it's... it's yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. None of... No, no, we talked to the opposing coach before every game. I haven't heard anybody yet say that, yeah, I was one of the guys that really thought they should do this. Now, some of them, granted, to be, you know, will say that I think it's a good idea, you know, they'll kind of put it that way, but uh, nobody, nobody that I can think of has really come out and said, yeah, we needed this to be done. Yeah, I think I heard Tom Anastas had a quote, Michigan State head coach, that said something to the effect, like, you know, we needed this We needed this to open up scoring. Tom Anastas is also on the NCAA rules committee, or the the ice hockey committee, so I mean, it makes sense that you know he would he would obviously be in favor of it. So I think the intent is we want to open up scoring, and I, I, okay, I mean I, I don't know why we're only worried about opening up scoring on special teams. I mean that seems to be the the big issue right now. You're seeing so many power plays. I mean I, I go back to and no game has been this bad I think since, but the first game one of the first games of the year, Arizona State played Notre Dame. There were 25 power plays in that game. I think Notre Dame went six for 19 in a single game. Well, this game, this game tonight, we've had 14 through two periods. One, one team had six, the other team's had eight, and there's been very little time played at five on five. I mean, it's just hard to watch. I mean, I can, can you imagine if they did a crackdown like this? And they have, they've done crackdowns like this in the NHL before. But if you if you ever went and watched an NHL game that had 14 power plays for two periods, would there be a there'd be a revolt? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's not it's not it's not fun to watch. Yeah. It's taking a lot of the enjoyment out of the game, I think. And there's just there's no flow. I mean, basically, what we're watching is special teams battles. That's it. I mean, if you've got a good power play, good penalty kill. That's all we're seeing. We're, we're not seeing a lot of five on five. So let me ask you one thing. I mean, some scouts are here, there, and there. You know, have you talked to some? I mean, some uh, the few that I've talked to ha- haven't liked this. I mean, it's it's not. It can't be good. First of all, for what they're doing and trying to evaluate players, they want to see players in an even strength kind of situation, and there's not very much of that in a game. But even more so, I would say, uh, you know. Don't you want the game to be called? Don't you want this game to be something that is preparing the teams for the next, the, the players for the next level, the, 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 the teams that have drafted players or are going to draft players or are going to sign free agents, are looking at how these players are performing, and it's how can they get a sense of it with the way that that the game is being called these days? You can't. I mean, I, I've had those conversations with a couple of scouts who have all said the same thing. It's really hard to evaluate players in a situation like this because you're not 5-on-5. Five five. You're not seeing how you can see how a guy can skate if you're in the zone in a power play for every single one of your shifts. I mean, it's, it's really hard, I think, for them to evaluate players. And also, I wonder if it keeps up like this, and I think it's going to die down a little bit, but let's say it keeps up like this for an entire year, and let's say it's the same thing next year. At what point does some NHL team say, you know what? This isn't going to be good for the development of our guys. we got to get them out of there. College college hockey is not the best route to develop our players because it's just a special teams battle all night long. If it stays like this, that could that could be an issue. I don't think it's going to. Uh, I, don't think, I, I think it's going to die down at some point. At some point this year, we're going to get back to normal. But if it doesn't, I think you're going to see some NHL teams question whether or not this place is the best place to develop their guys. All right, it's been interesting. We'll keep an eye on it, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be chatting about it more as well as we go. Mike, thanks as always. We appreciate it. Uh, I'm out tomorrow night. I believe you're stepping in, so have a good call on the game tomorrow night. Should be a good one down in Providence, and thanks. Thanks, Mike. All right, that's Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, also the Eagle Tribune and the College Hockey News. Our score at the end of two periods, it is Merrimack 4, Mercyhurst 1. We're back with more after this on WMCK. This is Warrior Hockey.